And hello, happy Thanksgiving week, happy end of week 11, happy Monday, welcome back to the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show, I'm Bird, no Adam, that's Jake, Jake, how are we, how was your week 11, a very weird week 11, a very, very weird one. Very, very weird week 11 indeed, but uh, not a bad one for my fantasy teams, just I can never really have like the perfect week. It's always a two and two, three. It can never be a clean sweep. Um, but it is what it is, man. Don't think I've had a, a clean sweep in about three years ever since no. I started playing in all the expert leagues. It just doesn't happen anymore. No, I don't. I don't got. A, I don't get a clean sweep, and uh, yeah, it's just it's tricky. It's just now. It's it's getting down to like you know I can pinpoint the team or two where I'm like, okay, I have a chance to win a yeah. championship this year, and the other two, it's just. I'm done getting all annoyed and I start rooting for guys on team. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. This was, this was the first week all year where all my losing, all my teams put together. I had a losing record. Yeah. Like first, my first time all year. And it was, and it was out of 19. I think I went nine and 10 or eight and 11. Something well, like we're, that. We're getting to the point in the year too, where there's injuries, there's buys and weather's changing for, for teams. It's influencing games and players yes. are getting tired and, Guys are losing jobs. It's tough. This is where you really it's it's crunch time. We only have what another month left of football, too. It's like yeah, you know, it's go time from here on. We're gonna be at playoffs by in four weeks, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean a month a month from now, we're getting into fantasy semifinals. Yeah. So it's go time. Yeah, it, it is full on go time. And of course, we're here to talk you through it. So do what we normally do, go through all the games, talk talk about the most important things from each game. And honestly, there are a lot of things to come out of each game. I think there are a lot of, I think if anything, this was a week where, or this week, maybe this week coming up, I should say, this week there were a lot of players that were sitting on waiver wires that now there won't be those guys sitting on waivers. So I think this is like the big waiver week for not necessarily guys that are league winners, but guys that can really help teams, there are a lot of guys out there that we will be talking about on this podcast. And one place we could start right away is on Thursday, talking about the Titans and the Packers. Titans winning that game 27-17. to Ryan Tannehill looking very, very sharp. 333 yards, two touchdowns, and a pick. Derrick Henry was Derrick Henry. Touchdown for him. Over 100 yards of total offense. Lovely, lovely stuff. What comes out of this game, which I think is, you know, one of the things we're talking about with who can you find on waiver wire this late in the year that can come on and potentially help your fantasy teams. It's the wide receivers from the Tennessee Titans, Robert Woods, six catches for 69 yards and seven targets. And the one that I will be going for where he is available and he is available in just about 77.3% of ESPN leagues. And that is Traylon Burke, seven catches for 111 yards and eight touchdowns. Jake, is Traylon Burks a guy that you are targeting this week? And if you get him, is he someone that you are plugging and playing into your lineup immediately next week when the Titans host Cincinnati Bengals at home? Yeah, I think that's a good matchup, a matchup that should have plenty of scoring. A rematch of last year's uh, divisional round, show, so should be a competitive game. I like Burks. I would go out there and get him. I think Robert Woods is on a decent amount of waiver wires too. So, um yeah, I definitely like both. I don't know if they're really like league type winners, like we alluded to, but with buys and injuries racking up, I definitely think you could definitely do worse than uh, Burks or Robert Woods. 
Woods is available in about 54% of ESPN leagues. Uh, Burks is the one that I'm absolutely going for. That's that seems to be like the one that is going to be very, very popular. I think this week, like I think we remember last year when Amon Ross St. Brown finally started to pick it up towards the end of the season. He went on an absolute tear to end the year. Looking at the Titans schedule the rest of the way, they have the Bengals, Eagles, Jags, Chargers, Texans and Dallas. That is a great schedule for Tennessee. We do have some breaking news. Kyle okay. Pitts placed on injured reserve. Ooh. Not looking like he will return this year. Oof. Okay. Well, it depends on what the, the Falcons uh, are looking like in, in a very winnable NFC South. So I couldn't wait. That, that, that notification couldn't wait five minutes. That's the next thing we're going to talk about, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, well, by the way, Christian Watson is a league winner. Yeah, I mean, let, 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 yeah let's just jump right into talking talking about the Packers and not the uh, not the earth shattering night that I think a lot of people were expecting from uh, the Packers. But Aaron Rodgers, you know, like I said coming into the week he was a top twelve quarterback for me. He gave you a top twelve quarterback performance. Nineteen fantasy points for him. Two twenty seven and two. That's that's a fine night. Aaron Jones, twelve carries, forty yards, six catches for twenty yards. Not too bad. Really want to talk about the two receivers here. I know Randall Cobb at six catches for 73 yards. He is not fantasy relevant in my mind. It comes down to the two guys that we're going to talk about right now. And that's Alan Lazard and Christian Watson. Christian Watson, God bless him. God bless the beautiful man. Two touchdowns again. That's five touchdowns in the last two weeks for Christian Watson. Jake, when comparing him to Lazard, would you start Watson over Lazard or is Lazard still the number one in your mind in Greenback? Uh, no, it is Christian Watson, but we do have another piece of developing breaking news. I'm sorry, buddy. Oh, oh God. Okay. Robert Sala is not committing to Zach Wilson starting on Sunday against the Chicago Bears. Everything is on the table right now for the Jets. Wow. And I would start Mike White. For what I it's mean, worth. it's deserved. I, I don't. I don't want to get. I'm sorry to go against the script, but um, we'll get to that game. But just I wanted to let you know that before we get to uh, the Jets Patriots game. Yes. But back to Christian Watson. I think he is the receiver to own for the Green Bay Packers because he is the best receiver. I've said it all year. I said, I said before the year started how much I loved Christian Watson. It was really just due to injuries and not being available. I think was the main issue with him, but. He's the guy that can do just about anything for the Green Bay Packers, and he's a deep threat with Aaron Rodgers who likes to push the ball down the field. Um, and, you know, I think Aaron Rodgers is going to let it go towards the end of the year. What are they really playing for exactly? They're not going to the playoffs, and I think Aaron Rodgers is auditioning for some teams, and I think there's uh, two teams that will be uh, perfect fits for Aaron Rodgers and I think would go after his services that I, maybe I'll get to at some point. But, um, yeah, so I love Watson. I really do, and I like Lazard too, but I would definitely rank Watson ahead of Lazard. Are you starting Watson versus the Eagles next week? Absolutely. Love it. Is I'm he a must-start start every week? He, he has to be. I mean. Okay. Rest of season, would you rather have Christian Watson or Paris Campbell? Well, Watson, not even close. Okay, so go to a different, a different level of receiver now. Uh, Christian Watson or Drake London? Watson with the, with the news now about Pitts. Christian Watson. Okay. okay. Uh Christian Watson or Michael Pittman. Pittman. Okay. 
Christian Watson or Gabe Davis? Watson Davis is just oh. Yeah, just he took the word took the words right out of my mouth. Start right of the week. And now now against Detroit, he's gonna go for four for one fifty, two touchdowns. Of Watch. course. Of course. Yeah. Uh I'll give you one more here. Christian Watson or Garrett Wilson. Watson. Watson. What if Flacco starting on Sunday? Flacco ain't starting on Sunday. It'll be Mike White. Okay, what if it's Mike if White? It's not Wilson. Um we need to see it first. But if Mike White does start, it's time to fire up a good friend of ours that we may have forgotten about, and that's Elijah Moore, because everybody Elijah, knows. Give me, give me more. If remember last year, mm-hmm. everybody knows that's that's Mike White's guy. Yep. I'll give but, you one uh, more. Christian Watson, Watson in full PPR. Christian Watson or Jacoby Myers? Watson. I like that. I love this guy, bro. Okay. Okay. Like, we're talking like a top 30 type guy with Christian Watson in his sleep. Okay. All right. Next game. Well, the Bears and the Falcons. We'll start with the Bears before we go to uh, Atlanta. Shame about Justin, Justin Fields. Yeah, I mean, this is probably the uh, the big story coming out of this. Uh, last drive, Justin Fields, shoulder injury it is to the non-throwing shoulder. Has an MRI scheduled for Monday. Matty Berflew said we'll see where he is on Wednesday. And this is with another game of Justin Fields, another rushing touchdown for him. And has a really good matchup against the Jets on Sunday where he could score another rushing touchdown. But then again, he could do it about... He can do it against just about anybody. It's just how much Justin Fields is really running the ball right now. It's great for him, and it's great for fantasy managers. Don't know if I'd start him against the Jets. That's a tough matchup at MetLife Stadium where it'll be cold. I don't know. And he's a little banged up. And also, Matt Eberflus, he said that Justin Fields is day-to-day, doesn't know if he'll play this week or at all this entire season. Like, what does that mean? (laughs) It means there is a wide range of outcomes as to what this injury could be. It doesn't signal to me as playing this week. If there is no Justin a team that's Fields tanking week, too, yeah, no Justin Fields. The backup is Trevor, Trevor Simeon. Simeon. Yes, who... so that means you fade the entire Bears offense, in my opinion. Even David Montgomery. I think I would. The Jets stopped the run. Rest of season, would you fade David Montgomery? Um. No, there could be an off chance where he falls into the end zone. There's no Khalil Herbert. I don't think the Bears' offense would be uh, a suggested play this week against the Jets team off of a loss where they they have to win on Sunday. And this is the best. This is the best defense in the NFL, bro. I'm sorry, I'm not even being biased. Like, I think they're the best. I mean, who's better than them right now? Did you not see what the Dallas Cowboys did? I'm just saying. I understand that, but like the Jets have been doing that like all year. They have. I'm still, t- I'm still taking my Cowboys. But the Jets, uh, Jets aren't far off. Yeah, I Jets mean, listen, they're off. top three in the league. I will sure. we'll put it at. Sure, I'll give but, you that. You know, this is a, this is a big time defense. I'm not sure if I would play Chicago uh, this week in fantasy. Outside of the Justin Fields news, David Montgomery looked really, really good. Uh, Tristan Ebner was the guy who t- took Subway only six carries for eight yards. Really wasn't much of a. He's factor. not fantasy relevant. No, not really. Uh, Darnell Mooney caught a touchdown, but he just doesn't have the volume to be a, a trusted starting option in fantasy. Uh, Cole Komet, down week for him, but he's not someone that I'm looking to drop uh, immediately, especially if you just lost Kyle Pitts, who here we are with the Atlanta Falcons. Marcus Mariota, rushing touchdown for him. Good day. You get that rushing touchdown. Very good. If you started him, congratulations. 
he met his projection and then some uh cordero patterson and maybe just the running backs here uh in general caleb huntley was really phased out at this only two touches for him it's cordero patterson and tyler algier cordero patterson 12 touches to tyler algier's nine cordero patterson did fumble in the game but he also returned a touchdown for 103 yards on a kickoff jake with the Atlanta running backs, is there one that you could trust going forward for the rest of the season as startable options? I think you could start Cordero Patterson. As I a think flex? you can. Yeah. As a flex? Okay. Rest of season, Cordero Patterson or Najee Harris? Najee. We'll get to Najee in a little bit. Cordero Patterson or Tony Pollard? Pollard. Cordero Patterson or James Conner? Connor. Cordero Patterson or Isaiah Pacheco? Close. Give me Patterson, but very close. Okay. Cordero Patterson or DeAndre Swift? Wow. Who would have thought I'd be asking this? Swift, but by uh, by a hair. I mean, yeah. Okay. I don't love it, but I think I'd say Swift. Patterson or Zeke? Zeke. Okay. Yeah, it's not it's not really great. I'm no. Being honest, it's it's a little daunting. Drake London, one catch for two yards and a touchdown. Um Jake, I'm not gonna ask whether or not Drake London is startable because I think we all agree that he's not. No. Is he droppable? I wouldn't drop him, especially with the injury to Pitts. I would kind of want I would want to see how that situation unfolds. Would you drop Drake London for Traylon Burks? No. I would find somebody else to drop. Okay. Would you drop him for a guy we were talking about in a little bit? Demarcus Robinson. No, no, no. Come on, bro. Baltimore. Okay. Okay. All right. The next game. uh, I don't know if I said this. uh, Falcons beat the Bears 27-24. I don't know if I said that or not. But it's crazy because just uh, uh, you know, regard Justin Fields has played so much better. They're zero four since he really broke out, mm-hmm. and it's always been in the last drive of the game. Yeah, there's been something stupid that's happened, and like you know, the passing numbers are still you know. There again, we talked. We we said this a couple weeks ago. They're very Jalen Hurtsy from last year. Yeah. So I will see what happens if if the Bears do go out and get. A proven number one receiver for Justin Fields in the offseason that changes they, anything. They think, but I think they think they already did with Chase Claypool, probably, <laughs> probably, which is really damn damn frustrating. Uh, the Browns and the Bills, the Bills winning this game thirty one to twenty three. Uh, starting with Cleveland, Jacoby Brissett, a really nice day, three twenty four and three on forty one dropbacks. Granted, Cleveland was trailing for most of this game. Uh, one more week of Jacoby Brissett before Deshaun Watson comes back in week 13. They get Tampa at home. Nick Chubb, not the best day for him at all. 14 carries for 19 yards, contributed in the past game with three catches for 48 yards. A little Kareem Hunt sighting, seven touches for him in the game. Jake, would you drop Kareem Hunt? Wouldn't drop him because he's an injury away, but still wouldn't start him. If your trade de- if your trade deadline has not passed yet, and I know a lot of a lot of p- player deadlines are this week. If 
you have Kareem Hunt and you don't have Nick Chubb, are you trying to give Hunt away to the Chubb manager or are you just holding on to Hunt and hoping that Chubb gets hurt? If I needed help, yes. But if I'm a team, like if I'm sitting in first place and I have guys, no, I'm I'm going to hold on to Kareem Hunt because he's an injury away from a top 15 play. Say you're seven and four. You hold on to Hunt? I think I would. Seven and four, seven, you're good. Six and five? Six and five, I think I look for value. I, I don't think okay. you're quite in the clear yet. Okay. The main thing coming out of this game is the receivers. We'll start with Amari Cooper. Eight catches, 113 yards, two touchdowns, 12 targets against the Bucks next week. Fun fact about Amari Cooper. I don't know if you know this, Jake. Amari Cooper has scored in every game that he has played at home this year. And where do they play the Bucks next week? At home. Yep. A very fine start. And he's going to be very, very good again. And he could be even better when Deshaun Watson comes. Like, we could be talking about Amari Cooper potentially being league-winning sort of guy. Yeah, it depends how Deshaun looks, though, for sure. And who would have thought that we'd be saying this with all of the all of the negatives coming into the year about Cleveland and, oh, it's just a Jacoby Brissett and Amari Cooper no one really wanted to have in drafts. I, this Cleveland Browns offense has been really, really good. It has. And Donovan Peoples-Jones as well. And I don't know if Donovan Peoples-Jones is actually going to keep this up when Deshaun Watson comes back, but... Since week six, Donovan Peoples-Jones has been a double-digit point guy in full-point PPR. Only one touchdown, just scored his first touchdown of the year, which is a little bit annoying because obviously, you know, you want that touchdown to really establish a nice floor. But five for 61, a touchdown, six targets for Donovan Peoples-Jones against the Buffalo Bills. I think in 12 and deeper leagues, especially in full-point PPR, I think Donovan Peoples-Jones could be could be worth it. Yeah, no, 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 absolutely, especially with Watson coming back for sure. Yeah, yeah, I think he's definitely worth an, worth an ad. He's worth a look. Would you start him against Tampa? Mm, I think In I would kind of want to see it. 12 and deeper, would you do it? Yeah. Okay, in 10, 12 in and 10 it's a wait and see? 10, it's a wait and see for sure. Okay. And then for Buffalo, Devin Singletary, another – very nice game for Devin Singletary. 18 carries, 86 yards, and a touchdown. Josh Allen was not great again. But, I mean, Josh Allen has also been not really Josh Allen-like over the course of, I mean, really, it's been like the last month since the bye. He's only had one fantasy day over 20 points. Uh, Jake, do I – I don't really know how, how I say this, but if there is a better option – would you start that option over Josh Allen? I think it's being Detroit. very nitpicky on my part. If I'm no, nah, not against honest. Detroit. I think this is a big get-right game for the Buffalo Bills. I do too. And a back-to-reality game for the Detroit Lions as well. I would agree. The receivers, Gabe Davis, 5 for 68 on seven targets. Are you starting him against Detroit? Yeah, I think this is a classic game. I just... It screams it. I thought he was actually worse, so it doesn't kill my st- – I mean, just didn't score. If he scored, obviously, it'd be different. But I, I, it does scream like 75-yard touchdown, Gabe Davis, uncovered. Yes, it does. Uh, Dawson Knox caught all seven targets for 70 yards. Really, the one thing, though, I want to talk about with the Bills, before we get to the, the other thing that I want to talk about, Stefan Diggs only 
five targets in the game was not targeted until he scored the touchdown late in the first half. Yeah, very strange. Eh, odd. I'm paying attention. It's odd, but odd, on. but yeah, come on. You're not you're not worrying about Stefan Diggs. Still gave he still gave you a nice enough day where he didn't he didn't break your back. But James Cook, eleven carries for eighty six yards. That's a nice little day. Devin Singletary did have 20 touches in the game, so it's not not enough where I'm saying, oh, maybe a change is coming or anything like that. But definitely something to monitor with James Cook, especially if you're looking for that league-winning type. He could potentially be that down the stretch. James Cook is rostered in twenty about 21% of ESPN leagues. Next game up, the Philadelphia Eagles and the Indianapolis Colts. Jalen Hurts. 190 yards passing, a touchdown, 16 carries for 86 yards, and a touchdown. A really, really, really nice day for Jalen Hurts. Miles Sanders was not all that impressive, I do say so myself. 14 touches, only 48 yards, 48 scrimmage yards for Miles Sanders. Jake, are you a little worried about Miles Miles Sanders going forward? A little. I am. I'm not going to lie. I mean, they're still doing the nonsense with Boston Scott yeah. on the goal line. I, I, I am I'm a tad bit concerned. Where The concerns from last year are starting to come back to me now with Miles Sanders. A.J. Brown, 5 for 60 with 7 targets. Devonta Smith, 6 for 78 with 9 targets. Quez Watkins, the lone touchdown for the Philadelphia Eagles in the passing game. With the Indianapolis Colts, uh, Jonathan Taylor, he continues to pick it up again. And listen, if you drafted Jonathan Taylor and you've been kind of, you know, saying to yourself, my God, what did I get myself into? And you're sitting there at five and five, six and four, four and six coming into week 11. You still got a chance at it. and, And he's giving you. That's another week with a rushing touchdown. That's two in a row for Jonathan Taylor. And he gets the Pittsburgh Steelers next week that just allowed three touchdowns to Samaj P. Ryan. So I think you're going to start up Jonathan Taylor. I think the confidence that fantasy managers had last year in Jonathan Taylor, Jake, might be coming back. Yeah, he's, he looks a lot better, too. And it just seems like once they made the coaching switch um, and the switch back to Matt Ryan, we're starting to get the Jonathan Taylor as advertised. So it's definitely uh, – a refreshing sight to the fantasy manager still in good shape that drafted Jonathan Taylor. The receivers, Michael Pittman, seven targets, six catches for 75 yards. Paris Campbell, six targets, five for 67. And then Alec Pierce, eight targets, three catches, and 28 yards. Any worries that Alec Pierce is leading the way in targets over Michael Pittman? No, not necessarily. Okay. You're still you're still confident with Michael Pittman with Matt Ryan at the helm? I am. Okay, and the next game, well, here we are. Let's just rip the Band-Aid right off. The Jets and the Patriots, uh, yeah, Zach Wilson only completed nine passes, dropped back 22 times. Not going to start Sunday, in my opinion. I don't think he can, to be quite honest, especially with how uh, he handled that post-game, that, that post-game no. interview. Listen, No, that did him in. I, I, I've seen some like very bad post game interviews where I'm just like, oh, there's just there's no way that they can go back to this guy or they can continue to back the guy up. Uh, Zach's was probably well, near top of the list. 
Well, the thing is also, it's not like the Jets are evaluating to see what they, the Jets can make the playoffs. It's right there in front of them. Mm-hmm. And they, they do have a pretty favorable schedule the second half. And Mike White, I mean, look, we're not looking for spectacular quarterback play. We're looking for a guy that can make a throw here that literally do something. If that right. makes sense. Not push the, the ball downfield. Not, not even push the ball downfield. It's literally just make a play. It, it, like make a play because yeah. this defense is going to keep you in the game. And we do we can run the ball when we have somewhat of a threat throwing the ball. So yeah, it's you know, listen, who knows what Mike White's got? I think personally, and I, I've seen this type of stuff before, buddy. I think the Jets are going to get Aaron Rodgers to be their quarterback next year. I can, can see it now. What you want. Yep, I can absolutely see it now. That's the type of guy they're going to look for. I think it's going to be Aaron Rodgers, and I think plan B may be Derek Carr. I don't think Carr – I think Rodgers is the guy that they will go, trust me. They, they, they see an opportunity here. This is a Super Bowl-level defense, and if they can get Aaron Rodgers in here with Garrett Wilson – Elijah Moore, you got Brees Hall coming back next year. We're talking about one of the better teams in the AFC with Aaron Rodgers as their quarterback. Derek Carr makes a lot of sense. I also think Jimmy Garoppolo makes no, a lot Garoppolo, of sense too. Garoppolo's a waste of time. I, I, I no. I, I, come on. What are we doing with Garoppolo? I, I think it's a waste. I really do. It's like, eh, like you know, can it team? I think San Francisco kind of saw the ceiling with Garoppolo already. I think Carr is a little interesting, but nah, like cold weather. Not really. I'm, I'm, it's just like, man, like so, Jimmy Garoppolo just screams like a guy who's gonna get you. Who's gonna get you to the playoffs? Back, you're built on a strong defense. He's not gonna make too many mistakes. He's gonna be a game manager level guy. And that's not, kind of what I, I it's kind of what need you that. need. Get your ball. Get the ball to your playmakers. No. Build build a team and the offense around your strong offensive line and your strong running game. And when you have to, when you have to push the ball downfield, you got a guy that can do it. It's not going to make too many mistakes. That's like playing a game with with four fingers on each hand. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I think they're going to look for a guy to put them. Oh, I think they can make the playoffs this year with whether whoever, Mike White, Zach, well, I think they can in spite of them. Sure. But next year, it's about taking the next step. And I, I don't think Garoppolo is really achieving that, if that makes sense. I think Garoppolo keeps things very status quo. And I think Carr to a little bit. I think Carr can do more than Jimmy Garoppolo, but I think Aaron Rodgers is that swing to go for it. I really do, and I think he'd be, oh, he's be, definitely the swing. And it would be like Peyton Manning going to the Broncos back in the day too. This would be a big time move for the Jets because this guy can still play. Sure, but there's also the question of you know is there a divorce coming with Green Bay? I because think it ha- it has to. It has to. I don't know if it has to. Does that look like a guy into it? Does, oh does, no, I don't think that, so. That does, that's not Aaron Rodgers, bro. You could tell he wanted it for two years now. Like he's done. But now we're going to see what Aaron Rodgers really wants. Is Rodgers there because he want? He is Rodgers going to go to a place where he can compete, or is he just happy sitting around knowing he has this one Super Bowl, a couple of MVPs, and it's just like you know what? I'll ride my, I'll ride into the sunset here and be a Packers legend, Packers lifer. No, I don't think he cares. Collect about my that. millions. No. I don't think he care. I think he could see other opportunities for his career in a big market like New York. I think it makes sense for the Packers. You get him out of the AFC. You trade him to a team that didn't trade all their draft picks already. You know, you do. You kind of do. You kind of throw your brother a bone if you're Mike Lafleur to uh, Matt Lafleur. Let's not keep. I mean, that's a real thing in football. Like it, football's a family, bro. So yeah. Before we move on, talk about the rest of the rest of the uh, the Jets. Rogers definitely doesn't strike me though as like a New York kind of guy i think he i think he, he's a california kid 
He's a big I know he's a California kid, but I don't know if he's like super big city. Loves the cold weather. Oh, he loves the cold. He loves the cold weather. But oh, there are dude, a thousand would, other places you can go. You you love the cold a, weather. No, I think I think he would be a star. It would be fitting. I mean, we got Brett Favre at the tail end of his career, and it was going well until he tore his bicep tendon. And you saw Favre can still play after when he got that repaired in the offseason and played for Minnesota. I, I think this would be, and I think the Jets believe this too. Um, that would be the big time. The, Fifty million dollars, though. The, the cap number is going to have to be reworked yeah. a little bit, but there's no doubt he's done in Green Bay. He 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 will not play for the Packers. It's going to be either the Jets or the Raiders, in my opinion. And you really want to play for Josh McDaniels? See, I'm not in this, I'm not in the same boat. I'm not ready to say that he's that he's done. I he's think done. it's more of it's more of I'll I'll believe it when I see it. That's that so, team that's that team's thing. ran its course. They won 13 games for two years. You saw this year they're just not the same team. There's big disconnect. They have cap problems. They don't have premium assets. It's time for a rebuild in Green Bay. And if that's the case, if they if they declare that there's a rebuild, then then yeah, Rogers not going to work. I think there will be. stick around. Yeah. With the running backs, Michael Carter, James Robinson, nine touches for Carter, seven touches for Robinson. Is there a Jets running back here? You're starting rest of the season, Jake. Michael Carter, not James Robinson. Uh, Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, Denzel Mims, leading receiver for the Jets. With thirty-five yards on on two catches, I mean, I I, I said it before when you know with the with the Garrett Wilson hype, there just isn't enough in this offense to make me be like, wow. All right, know, there's, but listen, there's he there's went not... for over a hundred the last two weeks before sure. this week. Oh, absolutely. I mean, come sure. on, <laughs> like <laughs> I'm not saying Gar- I'm not saying Garrett Wilson's bad. I'm not saying Garrett Wilson was a bad pickup. Well, I'm just saying yeah. cons- consistency. Consistently, wise, yeah. He hasn't. It, it hasn't been that great just because of the offense that he's in. Could it get better with Mike White slash Joe Flacco slash? Chris Trevler, whomever the hell is going to be the starting. No, it's, it's going to be white. It'll be white. It could be better. It could be better. Um, but I do agree with that. The schedule does get a lot better for the Jets going forward. Chicago, Minnesota, Buffalo kind of stinks. But then the playoffs, Detroit, Jacksonville, Seattle. That's uh, that's really nice. Yeah, that's really, really, really nice. So hold on to your Jets. And, and if it is Mike White. I, I honestly, I'd pick up Elijah Moore and I'd stash him. He's out there in 67% of ESPN league. So why I not? I would too. That why was not? who we really excelled with last year too. Yep. Why not take, why not take the stab at it? I mean, screw it. Uh, the New England Patriots, Mac Jones, just very Mac Jones sort of day. Nothing really impressive. You're not starting him in fantasy. Damian Harris, Ramondre Stevenson, Ramondre Stevenson, 21 touches. Damian Harris, 10 touches. Damian Harris, though, on the ground, 65 rushing yards to 26 rushing yards for Ramondre Stevenson. I wonder if there is more of a crunch coming with the rushing numbers for the Patriots. No, I think Stevenson's still a guy I'd rather own and start. I don't think Harris is startable. And you are definitely starting Ramondre Stevenson on Thursday versus the Minnesota Vikings. Yes, yes. Absolutely, yes. With the pass catchers, is there a pass catcher that you are willing to start moving forward? Myers, that's about it. Okay. Rams and the Saints. Matthew Stafford leaving the game with a concussion. Actually was playing pretty well. He was. Before the concussion. 11 11 completions on 18 attempts. 159 yards and two touchdowns for Matt Stafford. One of those touchdowns went to Allen Robinson. Four catches for 47 yards and a touchdown on five targets. Is Allen Robinson startable going forward? I think he's the only startable Ram. Cam Akers, 
he he looked good. Not starting looked- him though. Fourteen carries for Cam Akers. Kyron Williams at seven. Darrell Henderson at two. Yeah, I I, I would I would stash Akers and. I don't know. I wouldn't start in any of those Rams running backs or any Rams besides Allen Robinson. I'd be picking up Akers. I'd be picking I'd pick up, him up Akers. but not start him. Correct. Correct. And just looking at the schedule for the Rams going forward, Kansas City, Seattle, Las Vegas, Green Bay, Denver, the Chargers. So outside of Denver, it's not bad. Yeah. Outside of Denver, it's not bad. Not bad at all. Uh, Tutu Atwell, 62-yard touchdown. You're not picking him up. He's not exciting. Uh, Tyler Higby did have eight targets in the game. I think he's interesting, especially in a shallow position like tight end. Yeah. So if well, he's if, position. Yeah. If he's if he's available, then go and pick him up. But he's pretty much rostered uh, everywhere. He's available in about fourteen percent of ESPN leagues. And then for the New Orleans Saints, Andy Dalton, two sixty and three for him. Nice little day for Andy Dalton. Chris Olave back on the scoreboard. Five catches for one hundred and two yards. And a touchdown, his first touchdown, by the way, Chris Olave, since week five. Alvin Kamara, 16 touches in the game, 89 yards total offense. Was a meh sort of didn't day score. for Alvin Kamara, but just, just didn't score. He's fine. I'm not, I'm not really you know super worried about it. Jarvis Landry did score. Jake, are you picking up Jarvis Landry? Yeah, I think he's a decent little speculative ad in a bind. And then Jawan Johnson, three catches, 47 yards, another touchdown for Jawan Johnson. That makes, now, that makes now five touchdowns for him in the last five weeks. And he goes up against the San Francisco 49ers next week, who are great against tight ends. I don't know if I would start him next week in San Francisco, but he's definitely worth an ad. Worth an ad. I think I would sit him, though, against the Niners. Yeah, unless, unless of course, you just lost Kyle Pitts and you don't have a choice. Then, yeah. then Jawan Johnson could definitely uh, be worth it. Hey, did you see your good buddy David Johnson? No. Had two touches for seven yards. Yeah. Sounds about right. Sounds like David Johnson. Uh, Taysom Hill, though. Nine carries, 52 yards. Sure. Sure. Why not? I mean, listen, I mean, with the weight, with the range of where I had him ranked, like a top 15 option at the tight end position, he got your seven points. It's probably where he's kind of at. So if if you're into that whole funky thing, then – Sure, I guess, uh, but I'm not really looking to. Uh, you're not winning a championship with Taysom Hill on your roster. No, that's, you're not. That's kind of you know that. The Detroit Lions and the New York Giants. Lions winning this game, 31 to 18. Jared Goff, 165 yards, no touchdowns, no picks. Jamal Williams. Oh my goodness, he could have. You got to start him every week. He could have had four. He could have had four. Had four. Which is absolutely nuts to me. Looking at the splits for the Lions running backs, Jamal Williams, 17 touches. DeAndre Swift, 8 touches. Justin Jackson, 10 touches. Jake, rank them. Rest of season, the Lions running backs. Jamal Williams, DeAndre Swift. And then then Justin Jackson last Yeah, 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 forget them. I'm I'm loving this whole Jamal Williams thing. I'm loving it. What a steal! Hey, I tell you, anybody anybody who did go zero RB, you're Made just you're, you're looking between Deonta Foreman, Tony Pollard, 
Jamal Williams, maybe Isaiah Pacheco you got lucky on. The zero RB teams, uh, listen, they are looking fantastic. Yeah. But just don't do it next year because next year will be the year of the running back. So don't do it next year. But if you want to have fun with it, you want to have fun with it, have fun with it. I did it in a couple leagues, and, and zero, zero RB teams are quite fun to build. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown, seven catches for 76 yards, also had a carry for four yards. Outside of Amon Ross St. Brown, Jake, are you starting anybody else on the Detroit Lions? Nope. Fantastic. For the New York Giants, Daniel Jones, 341 yards, passing a touchdown and two picks, also ran one in for the Giants. Jake, Daniel Jones, top 10 quarterback going forward? Uh, I wouldn't say 10. I would say 15. <laughs> Daniel, Daniel Jones or Tom Brady? Brady, come on. Actually, I think I'd go with Jones. I'm going Brady. Daniel Jones or Aaron Rodgers? Oof. Jones. I'd go Jones. Yeah, it's I tough. Would, I, I would go Jones. Uh, Daniel Jones or Deshaun Watson? Watson. Interesting. So if, if you're starting Daniel Jones on your fantasy teams right now, Deshaun Watson's out there, you drop Daniel Jones for Deshaun Watson. I would keep Daniel Jones as an insurance policy in case Watson comes back and looks rusty as hell. Say the insurance policy was, say you had Daniel Jones because you had Trevor Lawrence on by. Let's just say. I'd rather have Daniel Jones than Trevor. So you, dro- <laughs> you would drop Trevor Lawrence in this situation for yeah. Deshaun. Okay. Uh, Saquon Barkley, not the best day for him. Only 35 yards of total offense. A, a, a really, really weird one because, again, we've seen running backs have huge days against the Detroit Lions and just did not happen here for Saquon Barkley. Matt Breida did score for the Giants on four touches for 29 yards. Wandell Robinson, nine catches for 100 yards on 13 targets. Out for the season now with a torn ACL. So this is just more work, it looks like, now for Darius Slayton. Jake, is Darius Slayton now a priority ad? Yeah, especially Wandale Robinson. Thumbs up. Is Kenny Galladay a priority ad? No, 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 no. If there's another Giants receiver that you would rather pick up, would you rather pick up Kenny Galladay or Isaiah Hodgins? Galladay than Hodgins, yeah. Okay. Uh, Galladay or Richie James, who scored? Galladay. Okay, but Darius Slayton is the guy. Yeah, Darius Slayton's the guy. Uh, Okay. Lawrence Cager of no interest and should not be of any interest. Only three targets, so. No, no, no. Not interesting. Uh, Next game, the Panthers and the Ravens. This was a weird, weird, weird game. This, I don't know what the hell was going on, but. Expected better from the Ravens. Yeah, they look Deontay Foreman. <laughs> yeah. Oh, whoa, yeah. Oh, yeah, we'll get there. Um only Ray, only Panther, excuse me, with double J fantasy points in this game was Therese Marshall. Three catches for 76 yards on six targets. Jake, are you targeting Therese Marshall on waivers if he's available? Uh probably not. Owned owned in about 16% of ESPN leagues, so available in 84% of leagues. Well, Rest in peace to all of the uh, DJ Moore fantasy managers out there that were sitting really pretty 
when PJ Walker was a starter because now Baker Mayfield's back. Uh, it's just been downright ugly the last three weeks. 4.4, 6.9, 5.4 fantasy points last three weeks for DJ Moore. Goes up against Denver at home next week. Jake, are you benching DJ Moore? I think I would. It's a brutal rest, matchup. Rest of season, DJ Moore or Michael Gallup? Moore. DJ Moore or Garrett Wilson? Wilson. DJ Moore or Mac Hollins? Moore. DJ Moore or Josh Palmer? Moore. DJ Moore or Hollywood? Hollywood. Okay. DJ Moore or Christian Kirk? Moore, but it's close. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I think Darnold's going to take over soon. I think that bodes well. Okay. I'll, I'll give you one more. DJ Moore or Alan Lazard? Lazard. Okay. For Baltimore, Lamar Jackson. Yuck, yuck, yuck. Thank God he scored a rushing touchdown. Otherwise, yeah, it's just. Oof, it would have been it would have been a, a just a bad day. He's been sick all week, so not really a huge surprise that he he did not look his best. But I mean, Lamar Jackson lately has I mean, really, if we're being really really real, he has not been great this season at all. No, he has not been that good. He's had two monster weeks. That was week two and week three versus Miami and New England, respectively. But then outside of that, 12.3, 13.8, 15.7, 9.9, 21.3, 17.2, 15.1 fantasy points. That's weeks four to 11 with a week 10 bye. Is it crazy to say that you should bench Lamar Jackson? I can't really think that there's a better option available right now than Lamar Jackson, so I'm going to go with no. He does get the Jacksonville Jaguars next week. Oh, even more so you don't bench him. Rest of season, Lamar Jackson or Deshaun Watson? Lamar. Uh, Lamar Jackson or Daniel Jones? Lamar. Okay. Lamar or Brady? Lamar. Lamar Kyler? Kyler's kind of hurt right now. Yeah, he has the hamstring. Probably not going to play on Monday Night Football. Yeah, I guess Lamar. I mean, all right, we'll make we'll make this easier. Make this easier since probably there aren't too many. Who are the quarterbacks you would have rest of the season over Lamar Jackson? It's probably Josh Allen, Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, Herbert, Burrow. Joe Burrow, sure, Justin Fields. Pending he's pending he's no, I'm not going to go that. I'm not. Again, I could see Fields. The problem is if Fields doesn't run, he is. He's, he's useless essentially in fantasy. Sure. That's what I'm saying. If like there's a day where a team and it's weird because you kind of think that like the book might come out on fields pretty soon. Yeah. It kind of gives you that vibe. You know what I'm saying? Like it could, ha- it could definitely happen. I'm shocked that more teams haven't put a spy on him and just have that be that. I, I just dare him. to. Th- I think that's what's going to happen on Sunday. Um, Cause jets can cover. Yeah. Um, no, I'm going to go with Lamar over fields, but I think the other options, Mahomes, Herbert, Burrow, um, Allen, Allen, those those are guys I'd rather have over over Lamar Jackson. 
Dak? For sure. A Jalen Hurts I would rather have over Lamar sure. Jackson. Yep, Jalen Hurts, sure. Not Dak. Dak. No, no. Dak's frustrating in fantasy because they get to the five-yard line, they're going to run it. They're, they're running it in. That's very true. The touchdowns are really hurting Dak. Yeah, they are. They are. Uh, Kenyon Drake, 10 carries in the game, also had get two him. receptions. <laughs> Justice Hill, 10 touches there. Forget him. Yeah, it, the, the real story here, it really is Demarcus Robinson. Nine nine catches, 128 yards on nine targets. Uh, he really did the business over Devin Duvernay, who only had two touches in the game. Uh, Jake, is Demarcus Robinson a good spot no. start next week versus Jacksonville? We've seen it before from Demarcus Robinson, right? Sure. I don't know. I can't trust him. Is he worth an ad? Worth an ad. And then Mark Andrews, six catches for 63 yards. It's coming. Not a bad deck. The big days. Mark Andrews is, I think he's going to write the ship real soon. Yeah, I think so. I think so, too. Depending, Lamar gets uh, gets better and he's not sick. Then, yeah, sure. The Commanders and the Houston Texans. Woof, what a game for the Houston Texans. We'll talk about that in a second. Commanders. Another team you- uh, benching their quarterback. Oh, yeah, yeah. Davis Mills is bad. It'll be Kyle Allen on Sunday in all likelihood. Yeah, Davis Mills is bad. But uh, the Commanders, 23, Texans, 10. Antonio Gibson, 21 touches, over 100 scrimmage yards for him. A very, very nice day for Antonio Gibson. Logan Thomas, five catches for 65 yards on six targets. Jake, are you picking up Logan Thomas? No. Curtis Samuel, a touchdown for him. The experience. Great. Fantastic. Still only had nine fantasy points. Not interesting to me. Uh, Terry McLaurin, uh, definitely a, a, a down day for him. Four, four catches for 55 yards, seven targets. There was the drive at the end of the game. I don't know if you saw it where Taylor Heineke had to had to bail out, but he was looking for Terry McLaurin to give him a uh, target in the red zone to potentially score. It was on a slant. It's encouraging that Heineke is looking for McLaurin. I'm still not worried about it. Heineke's going to be the starter next week. As long as he keeps winning, I'm not worried about it. Uh, you're still starting McLaurin every single week. Yes. As long as Heineke is the starter. Yeah. You're not starting Taylor Heineke, though, in fantasy. I don't want to hear about it. And then Brian Robinson, 15 carries, 57 yards. His upside is just so incredibly hampered because he just doesn't catch the ball. In Must the score. Very yeah. Damian Harris-like. Very Damian Harris, like, yes, 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 yes. And then Jahan Dotson, two touches for him really was not much of a factor. He can be dropped. Yes, 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 he can. Would you consider dropping Brian Robinson? No, because I think if a Gibson injury occurs, no J.D. McKissick also on IR. Sure. I, I think that the, the ceiling definitely grows for, for Brian Robinson. No, I don't think I don't think I would drop him. Would you drop Brian Robinson for Cam Akers? No. Then for the Texans, woof, where to even begin? Davis Bills is bad, but we already knew that. Damian Pierce, just, oh, my God. Could be Seven, hurt, too, for next week. Yeah, 17 yards of total offense for him. Not great at all. And it, we, we talked about this. He is in a bad offense. There's not much scoring to go around. Has that scored a rushing touchdown since week five? And goes up against a Miami Dolphins team that really should blow the Texans out of the water. And that's got to be very, very, very concerning considering when the Texans go down, 
Damian Pierce is not staying in the game because they bring in Rex Burkhead to be the passing downs back. It was part of my concerns and why I advised to sell Pierce weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. no new news there. This team has to draft the quarterback early, right? The first, they're going to draft first overall. Who should they take? I would take C.J. Stroud, and then and I would take the receiver from uh, Ohio State too, Smith and Jigba. Yes, with uh, their likely top ten pick from the. Uh, yeah, yep, I like that's that. That's what I would do. But like it's, the, it's the Texans and why would why would they do things that make sense? No, yeah. Uh, then Brandon Cooks three catches for seventy yards on six targets. Is Brandon Cooks startable again? No, beautiful, nope. beautiful. Nico Nico Collins five catches for forty eight yards. He was never nope. really startable. Uh, and then Eno Benjamin did not record a snap. Uh, didn't, it, it didn't dress. Yep, Rex Burkhead. Did not even record a touch. Dario Gumbawale did. Our good, yeah, fr- for- our, our good friend Ogie. Our good friend. What a, what a guy. What a what a great guy. On to the four o'clock window. The Raiders and the Broncos. Well, raise your hand if you got absolutely destroyed by Devontae Adams. Me, I did. Love him. He's he's insane. He he is just absolutely insane. Seven catches for 141 yards, two touchdowns on. 13 targets. That is another 30-point week for Devontae Adams. That is his third week in a row of at least 27 fantasy points and full-point PPR. His fifth touchdown in the last three weeks. This guy's an animal. Yeah, plain and simple. Guy is just an animal. Uh, Derek Carr, nice day. 307-2, and not too bad. Josh Jacobs, another 100-yard rushing day. Then include three catches, 51 yards. 160 yards total offense. Gotta love that. Outside of that, Mac Hollins, six catches, 52 yards. Foster Moreau, nothing really cooking there. One for 33 on three targets. It's really Josh Jacobs and Devontae Adams are your surefire starts for the Las Vegas Raiders. Couldn't agree more. With Darren Waller on IR, I, I, I've seen him dropped in a couple places. Would you pick up Darren Waller and stash him if you have an IR spot? Yeah, but do they really bring him back? I mean, what, what for? I agree. That's that's kind of what I am saying in the back of my head is tight end is so shallow that if he does play a little bit, like that's good. Maybe you get something out of him. But yeah, but Darren Waller has really not been that good this year anyway. Number one. And then number two, the Raiders are so bad they might not even bring him back. Yeah. So they're horrible. They're another team that I can see drafting a quarterback. Me too. Yes, me too. Derek Carr going somewhere else. Yep. And then for the Denver Broncos, Russell Wilson, probably his best game of the season, yet he only had 9.8 fantasy points. Oh, God. 247 yards. No touchdowns, no picks. We got to talk about this. I completely forgot at the the top of the show to even talk about it. Uh, Latavius Murray, 17 carries, 49 yards, another touchdown for Lat Murray, four catches for 23 yards. Melvin Gordon, who was just flat out waved today by the Denver Broncos, eight carries for 31 yards, five catches for 39 yards. Chase Edmonds had two carries for six yards. He is placed on IR with a high ankle sprain. Melvin Gordon now released. Jake, are you picking up Lat Murray? Yeah, I'm starting Lat Murray too, I think. Lat Murray's schedule the rest of the way Carolina next week, Baltimore, Kansas City. Arizona, the Rams, and then the Chiefs. 
the running backs right now on the roster for the Denver Broncos, they have Marlon Mack, our very, very, very good friend, Marlon Mack. And then they have Mike Boone on IR. And then outside of that, you're looking at Andrew Beck, who is a fullback slash tight end. And then Jeremy Cox is also on the roster. Yeah. So we'll see how it goes. I would imagine they're going to go out and they're going to sign somebody. That's just that's just a hunch. Just a hunch that they are going to go out and they're going to sign somebody. But Lat Murray is a priority add, especially for teams that have needs at the running back position. Cortland Sutton, five catches, 80 yards on seven targets. Jake, it seems like Cortland Sutton is only going to produce when Jerry Judy's not in the lineup. Agreed, and it looks like Judy may not play next week too, so fire up Cortland Sutton. Yes, sir, especially with a pretty good matchup against Carolina. Why not? The next game, the Bengals taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Joe Burrow, 355 yards, four touchdowns, two picks. Uh, Joe Burrow's the truth. Yeah, he's so good. He is him. So yeah. just keep starting Joe Burrow. Joe Mixon suffered a concussion in this game. Ten touches for him for 62 yards before his exit. So Samaje Pirine, 11 carries for 30 yards, four catches for 52 yards, and three touchdowns on four targets. Jake, how high of a priority add is Samaje Pirine for not just Joe Mixon owners, because we I think we know how big of a priority add he is, but for any fantasy manager that has issues in the running back department, should they pick up and should they start Samaje Pirine next week versus the Titans if there is no Joe Mixon? Yeah, I, I definitely do. I think Mixon will play, though, from that concussion. I think he'll clear concussion protocol and play. Say he doesn't. He's yeah, I would, higher, start P, I would start Pirine. Full PPR. a priority add, Samaje Pirine or Lat Murray? Probably Murray for more of longer seat, the long-term value. T. Higgins, nine catches for 148 yards and 13 targets. Tyler Boyd, two catches for 42 yards and seven targets. Really down day for Tyler Boyd. I mean, that was Jamar Chase return is looking imminent. Imminent. Yep. Which is oh welcomed. Yeah. In a big way, considering I barely squeaked by in the guillotine this week. I just have Jamar, I have Jamar Chase just waiting. Waiting to come back with Waddle and Lockett. Woof. Could be loving life, but Trenton Irwin, three catches for 42 yards and a touchdown on four targets. Is he of any interest? No. Beautiful. Hayden Hurst, two catches for 28 yards on three targets. Down day for Hayden Hurst. For Pittsburgh, Kenny Pickett, 265 and a touchdown. Pretty nice day for Kenny Pickett, considering. Still not starting him. No, absolutely not. The running backs. Jalen Warren left this game with a hamstring injury, only had one touch for nine yards. So Najee Harris, 24 touches, 116 yards, a total offense, and two touchdowns. Jake, is Najee Harris back? Uh, Yeah, especially with no Warren. He scored twice. I mean, got to start him. His schedule the rest of the way. At Indianapolis, at Atlanta, at home versus Baltimore. At Carolina, at Las, or home versus Las Vegas, excuse me, then at Baltimore once again. I think if there's no Jalen Warren next week, you have to start Najee Harris. Yeah, I agree. 
The receivers, Deontay Johnson, four catches for 21 yards on five targets. Jake, is Deontay Johnson droppable? Mm, I wouldn't go that far. But not, I wouldn't start him. I don't think he's droppable. I could make a case for it. Wait, sorry. Depending on depending on who's there. Depending on I who's think, there. I, could I think I'd rather have George Pickens on my team, though. Oh, a- absolutely, yes. He is a priority add for the leagues where George Pickens is not rostered. That's 38% of ESPN leagues, and I don't know why he's available in – 38% of leagues. I don't know what kind of leagues those people are, are playing in. I would love to join. Uh, four catches for 83 yards and a touchdown on six targets. He, he's proven to be the number one, if not 1B option with Pat Fryermuth for Kenny Pickett. I would say if I had to rank them, I would probably go Pickens, Fryermuth, Johnson. Is yeah. that weird to say? I mean, no. No, not at all. It's a weird. Deontay Johnson Johnson has been absolutely brutal. He hasn't scored a touchdown all year. Pickens is really good. Pickens is going to be a hot pick next year in fantasy. Oh, yes, he is. He's going to be a really, really hot choice. Uh, Then Pat Fryermuth, eight catches for 79 yards, 12 targets for Pat Fryermuth. So, yeah, that's... That's a nice little tight end option to have. He's going to be another one that I can guarantee you. He'll get top five tight end looks next year because of how much bad the position is. Kenny Pickett has looked at him and how bad the position is just in general. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I've been waiting to talk about this game. Oh, my God. The Dallas Cowboys and the Minnesota Vikings. The Cowboys winning this game 42-3, the largest road win in franchise history. Dak Prescott. 276 yards, two touchdowns, was pulled in the fourth quarter. That's what I love to see. Keep the guys fresh for Thursday when we take on those giant scum. Tony Pollard, my, oh, my, oh, my. 15 carries for 80 yards, six catches for a buck nine, and two touchdowns on six targets. Jake. I mean, Ezekiel Elliott had a nice game himself, 15-42 and two touchdowns, one catch for five yards. Is Tony Pollard, even though he's the number two technically on the death chart for Dallas, be number eight. the he's Cowboys number running back you want to have and you want to yeah. start? Yeah. I they think are so. running their football team by not giving him the majority of the touches. I agree. I agree. I, I Listen. I like what they're doing in terms of rotating these them in and out, Pollard and, and, and Zeke. You got to keep them fresh. But at the same time, if you're telling me the rest of the way the split's going to be 60 40, Tony, uh, Tony Pollard to Zeke, I'm fine with that. I, I'm, I'm, I'm good with that. Yeah. No, I, I definitely think Pollard's the guy I'd rather own. Are you starting? Are you starting? Well, obviously, you're starting Tony Pollard on Thursday, correct? I think I'd, I think I'd consider Zeke too. That was my next question. Were you, were you, were you, were you going to consider Zeke? Yeah, I can see Zeke scoring on Thanksgiving. Notoriously good Thanksgiving performer as yes, well. Yes, he is. And against against the Giants in week three. They just got ran fi- all over. Yeah, fif- 15 carries for 73 yards and a touchdown. So, and, and Zeke, very quietly, the last three weeks has been really, has been really, really good. The last three games that he's played, excuse me. 
uh, five touchdowns in the last three games that Zeke has played. C.D. Lamb, five catches for 45 yards after a colossal day last week, but didn't really have to be much of a factor here. So yeah, no. it's okay. It's fine. You're going to start C.D. Lamb on Thursday versus the Giants. Same with Michael Gallup, three catches for 41 yards on four targets. Dalton Schultz, three catches for 22 yards on five targets. I do want to ask you, though, with with the Cowboys, obviously they're in the running for Odell Beckham. Reportedly, he is down to the Cowboys and the Giants as the two teams that he is considering signing with. Let's just play what if. If Odell Beckham, if Odell Beckham Jr. signs with the Cowboys, does this have an impact on the likes of CeeDee Lamb, Michael Gallup, and Dalton Schultz in a negative way? Yeah, it does with Gallup and Dalton Schultz. But do you think it helps CD? Um, I think CD is very status quo. Okay. I think CD so you, th- will... you think he's just very safe regardless? Yes, yes, yes. But I think Gallup and Schultz, or particularly Gallup, just can't see that offense supporting that many relevant fantasy players. With how the much they like to how much they run, I mean, mm-hmm. and then throw to the running backs as well. That, Dak's not really like a deep ball thrower either. Like, no, he's not. Yeah, no, I, I think uh, I don't know, man. It's tough. Like for Michael Gallup, I, I don't think you could start him. Where Where do you think Odell does go though? I think it goes to Dallas. I think they're a better team. I think the Giants are. It's just like you know, it's not a slight against the Giants. They just don't have the talent. Like you're Odell. I get it. He already won, but like, don't you want to play on a better team? Right. I don't know. Maybe the Giants. So he could probably make a lot more money with marketing. Yeah. That does play into it. How interesting would it be if Odell just comes out on Twitter and says, yeah, winner Thursday's game. Yeah. No, uh, they get me. It it, it won't happen. It won't happen. It's weird because I think there's so many more better fits than him out there than just those two teams. I think like Baltimore would be a better fit. Kansas City. Like, even you know, even the, even go into the Rams or the Packers, but the he Eagles. wants to, he wants to win the Eagles. Yeah, I, oh God, the Eagles. They had Odell with AJ Brown, Devonta Smith, Dallas Goddard. Oh my God. Yeah, I know. Well, I know it's tough. The problem the problem though is that Odell is looking for a Godwin, Chris Godwin type contract. Oh, it's not so, like the veterans minimum. Yeah, no, it's not like, like he got last game. year. Right. He's look. He's he's looking for a long term deal. Yeah, that gets I mean, prorated. That gets prorated to about the five million dollar minimum for the amount of games that you could play over the course of the season this year, and then up to the full term for the next four years starting next year. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, I would love him. I would. I would love him in Dallas. I'd be crazy. I'd, I'd be crazy to say that I that I wouldn't love him. I think that that would just be silly on my part. For the Vikings. Kirk Cousins, a terrible, 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 terrible day. Uh, Kirk Cousins, the closer you get to 8 o'clock, the worse he gets, unfortunately. I would not start him on Thanksgiving. No, absolutely not. Not a chance in hell. Dalvin Cook. Mm. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. Yeah. 11 carries, 72 yards, didn't record a catch, only had one target. Justin Jefferson, three catches for 33 yards on five targets. These, I mean, these games just happen. No no Vikings players over double-digit fantasy points. These games happen. These bad, bad, bad games happen. We saw it last week with the, with the Cowboys going up against Green Bay. 
We saw it with the Giants against Detroit. We saw it with the Eagles last week versus Washington. These games happen. No team is going to be perfect. So you're going to have let down games. You're going to have bad games over the course of the season. It's okay. You just got to write them off, call them for what they were, and you, in, you move on and you trust that your guys that you have are going to be reductive, such as Dalvin Cook, such as Justin Jefferson, and such as TJ Hawkinson. Yeah, I mean, again, not want to clock our cousins. I mean, that's literally, and I think I think Justin Jefferson might actually be hurt too, which is definitely something to monitor. Uh yes, definitely, definitely, definitely something to monitor, especially you know with turf toe. Uh, that is an injury that definitely lingers. It's just not just you know done poof and uh, and goes away. And then finally, last game, the Chiefs and the Chargers. Patrick Mahomes, brilliant once again, 329 yards and three touchdowns. Isaiah Pacheco, 15 carries for him. Jarek McKinnon, seven touches for him, six carries. Clyde had two touches before leaving with what is being described as an ankle injury. There is a belief that it is also a high ankle sprain which would sideline him for probably three or four weeks, depending on the severity. Jake, Isaiah Pacheco, 100-yard night for him. Is this the Chiefs running back you want to have on your fantasy teams the remainder of the season? Yep, absolutely. I wish he would catch up a little bit more passes and maybe score, but 100 yards, Chiefs offense, the, t- the touchdowns you would think would come eventually. Right, you would think. You would think plug-and-play option as a flex right now, but definitely has RB2 upside for sure for the for rest sure. of the season. The receivers are really, really just fascinating night on a, on a lot of levels. Kadarius Tony left this game with a hamstring injury, which is just so typical considering I started him in about four different leagues. So it came down to just to Justin Watson, Sky Moore, and MBS for the receiver position. Sky Moore, five catches for 63 yep. yards on six targets. Jake? I think, he's an ad. I think he's an ad. I do. I think he's going to start playing more, too. I think he's an ad. I think he's definitely a good one as well. But, of course, this offense begins and ends with Travis Kelsey. Six catches for 115 yards, three touchdowns on 10 targets. This dude yeah. is just ridiculous. On another level, really. On another level. It, it, it It's just absolutely stupid. I, I Honestly, I don't know why teams don't try and double cover him at this point. It, it's it, it, It's so silly. It's so silly. Have have one of Sky Moore, Justin Watson, MVS, or whomever else beat you. You would think. You would think. You would think. It's it's just so obvious to me. But I mean, what do I know? I'm I just I just am a guy that comes on a podcast every other day and uh, spits and plays Monday Morning Quarterback. But what do I know? Well, we have Monday Night Football tonight. Jake, who do you think wins the game? Come on, Niners. I'm not, not going to take Colt McCoy. How many points for DeAndre Hopkins? 15. 15, you think he scores? No, I think five for 70. Oh, is that 15? Yeah. 12, right? Yeah, that'd be 12. All right, so 12, five for 70. Okay, all right. And how how many for Christian McCaffrey? Uh, McCaffrey, 18. Does he score? Yes. Okay. Does Elijah Elijah Mitchell out-touch CMC again? He might. It might become garbage time in the fourth quarter, so he might. <laughs> that would just be sickening. That would be sickening. And you, you have well, only, only, the world only Kyle Shanahan would would have touches be uh, diversified with the Christian man McCaffrey. Who, 
one of the only men on this planet that might hate fantasy at the level of Mike Vrabel and Bill Belichick, Kyle Shanahan. And Arthur Smith. And Arthur Smith. Absolutely correct. Well, that's going to be it for this edition of the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. Of course, a quick reminder. The schedule this week. Obviously, you're listening to the Week 11 preview. This is going to be out for you Monday night. We are recording the preview show for Week 12 tomorrow. That will be Adam and I. That will be in your inboxes uh, tomorrow afternoon. And then Wednesday, 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 Wednesday is Mailbag Day. Jake and I will be here. We'll be recording the Mailbag. That is going to be recorded at 5 o'clock. On Wednesday, the second that it is done, I'll be releasing it. So ask about your Thanksgiving questions. Ask about Thanksgiving games. Ask about anything you want. It's what we're here for. We've already got some questions for the mailbag. I'm very happy about that. So thank you very much for those of you that have already submitted your questions. If you have not submitted your questions already, um, send them in. And by the way, Jake, I just want, I just want to let you know, our good friend already submitted his question for the mailbag. I know. Royalty. Royalty. You're a great guy. Great guy. If you know, you know. Listen listen to the mailbag. Listen to the mailbag, and and you'll know exactly what we're talking about. So, for Jake, I am Bird. Thank you so much for listening to the Baseball Talk Podcast Fantasy Show, and we'll catch you on the next one. Bye-bye.